Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast, season six, week seven. No, can't be week seven. That's not right. Is that right? I don't think so. No. Because it's only after New Year's. Week one was like three weeks ago. Yeah, season six, week four. Off to a good start, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dump on the Ump. Tonight is Monday, January 27th. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me this evening, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you live, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take for this week is uh, Happy Chinese New Year to everybody out there. Uh, It is the Year of the Rat. Which is Joel's birth year, um, and it is the first year of the twelve-year Chinese year thing. Okay. So, yeah, the story is that there was an emperor who invited all of the animals in the zodiac to have a race, and the rat won the race um, because he rode on the back of the ox, and then at the last second jumped off across the finish line first. So oh, he yeah. went first. Yeah. Because goddamn G-Dukes. Right. Nice. So the year of the ox is second. I am a pig, and the pig came in last in the race because he stopped for a nap. Nice. Um, <laughs> which I feel like is appropriate. Anyway, the Chinese New Year uh, celebration is going on now, but it started on Saturday on the 25th. And I went into Chinatown. Um, and it was like a disgusting day. It was cold and pouring rain. And people were just like in the streets, like in dragon costumes, lighting off firecrackers and just kind of carrying on. And I bring this story up, Joel, because we've tried to go to this dim sum place, which I took you to, right? Right. And you saw how big that, like the capacity of that place is like a thousand people. In With the, the escalator, the one that has an escalator. With the escalator, yeah. yeah. And so we got there at like 11.45 and they were like, we don't have any room for the rest of the day. And they do dim sum until 3.30, right? Right. So anyway, that was pretty cool. Yeah, because we got there that day on, at like 3.25. Right. And they're <laughs> like, we don't have any food for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, went to a different dim sum place. Um, but Anyway, Happy New Year. Uh, it's the year of the rat. You're a rat, right? Yep. Yeah, so it's going to be a bad luck year for, for how does that, so, How does that work? Why is it a bad luck <laughs> if it's my year, if it's the year of right. the Well, it's like the god of aging. It's an insult to the god of aging that you're, like, still alive, I think. Oh, well, I live that. That's how I live my life. Right, yeah. <laughs> Two middle fingers up at the god of aging. Right. While you're well, watching the Care Bears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and chain-smoking cigarettes and sleeping on my face. <clears throat> right. Are those bad for you? Yeah, they're supposed to age... Wait, well, smoking, smoking cigarettes. Smoking is yes. bad for you? 
<laughs> you know, things that give you a nice leathery facial complexion. Oh, yeah. That's, That's what cool. I'm talking about. I feel like leathery facial complexions are going to come back into style soon anyway. So I'm counting on it. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. All right. You have that. Oh, yeah. That was it. It was a weird hot take. About that. But happy New oh, Year. I like it. I like it a lot. Happy New Year to everyone who celebrates Chinese New Year. My hot take is kind of a response to a hot take last week about UFC fighter Conor McGregor, who knocked out Cowboy, what's his name, in yeah. 40 seconds. Captain and Cowboy. Captain Cowboy. Now, both uh, Sam and I agreed that Conor McGregor is kind of a real piece of shit, and someone needs to knock his ass out. Right. However... I'm on Conor McGregor's side this week where he called out other piece of shit, ESPN personality Stephen A. Smith, for calling Donald Cowboy Cerrone a quitter in his fight against Conor McGregor. Okay. McGregor got knocked out? Because he got knocked out. Oh, he got knocked out, quitter. Exactly. (laughs) 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 McGregor wrote on Twitter... Broken nose slash orbital bones stay different. Fighting is vicious. Those who make the walk deserve full respect. Apologize. Now, I don't care if Stephen A. Smith apologizes or not. Which but, he won't. Which I, yeah, which he won't. But Conor McGregor has a good point. Even if you get your ass beat, just getting into the ring with someone like that and willing to get your ass beat takes some kind of cojones. Right. So you still got to respect, what's his name, Cowboy Cerrone, right. uh, in the wake of his loss. So still not a fan of Conor McGregor, but on this particular instance, I think he is correct. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you've ever had your nose broken, but it's not pleasant. Like That's what I assume. Yeah. I've had my toe broken, not my right. nose. So imagine that your toe was in the middle of your face. Right. <laughs> Not a pleasant experience. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I want to let everybody know they can check out last week's episodes, which are quite good, although I've been slacking. I haven't been publicizing them on Twitter quite enough. We've got um, an episode about Derek Jeter and the Hall of Mediocrity. Talk about yeah. how much fucking bullshit that Derek Jeter was elected to the Hall of Fame with 99% of the vote. Um, and we talk about the B-Block Book Club, Can't Anybody Here Play This, which is a really weird book about the 1962 New York Mets. Did you ever finish it? No. Ah. Does it get I, weird? Actually, Joel, I have to interrupt you just because our listeners may have heard this before or may not. But it's important that everyone knows that Joel broke his toe because he dropped his pants too fast and his <laughs> belt buckle landed on his toe <laughs> and broke his toe. So in case you were wondering the story of how Joel broke his toe, it's because he took his pants off too hard, just so you know. Yep. And then the next day we went to Fenway Park. <clears throat> right. And, and then we went to Fenway Park the next day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, good times. Um, anyway, so check out those episodes on Apple iTunes. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also check us out on Spotify and SoundCloud. Sam, 
I wanted to tell you, you know, uh-huh. we like to brag about our dozens of listeners that we have every week. Yeah, dozens. Uh, dozens. Literally dozens. Yeah. We're up to over 300 followers on Twitter now. I was really excited. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to hit that tipping point soon, I think. That's the thing. Year of the Rat. It's our year. Right. This, this yeah. is our year, the year of the rat. I I was premature in my previous podcast hot take in the regular crappy solar new year. Right. When I said this was our year. But actually now this is our year. Now this is our year. <laughs> right. All right. On that note, you ready for you ready for the headlines? Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right, you want me to go first or you want You're to go up. First? <laughs> okay. you take it? Kobe Bryant is dead. This is like a hard bring down all of a yep. sudden after that. Yeah, we're doing break. a 180 degree turn in tone yeah. content now. This is a serious turn. Yeah. Uh, former LA Lakers star Kobe Bryant and his 13 year old daughter, Gianna. Yeah, I think so. Gianna, Gianna died on Sunday morning in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. The NBA, the former NBA star, was taking his daughter and another father-daughter duo to an away basketball game that the teens were playing in. Uh, the four plus the pilot all died in the crash. And are, are there more people or is it five people? I believe it was the five, but I'm not 100% certain about that. Yeah, everyone died. There were no survivors. The news shocked the sports world, and the LA Lakers postponed their next game in remembrance. Uh, Brian. It should be noted, famously was charged with sexual assault in Colorado in 2003 while he was there to get knee surgery. Criminal case was dropped. Further civil case was settled. Bryant issued an apology, uh, which kind of is mind-boggling in the like day and age of today when nobody apologizes for anything. Yeah, that's um, an interesting, yeah. But he issued a, a you know seemingly sincere apology. Uh, which said that he believed that the encounter was consensual, but understood that his accuser did not. Bryant was 24 at the time and has avoided and had avoided or did avoid off-court scandal for the rest of his career and post-basketball life. So the question is, uh, dirtbag or no? I mean, you know, this is the interesting thing about when we do obituaries and we have to take into account the entirety of an individual's life from the beginning to the end, right? Right. Um, I really, you know, I was, uh, lots of people were hugely affected by Kobe Bryant's death. Right. And I think that, well, on the one hand, I don't think it's fair to, you know, he was more than just this uh, uh, sexual assault criminal case, clearly. Right. However, on the internet, I thought it was unfair that certain people, including that Washington Post journalist who brought this up, were being attacked online merely for mentioning uh, the sexual assault case. Right. So, so my whole thing, this is just like my take on Kobe Bryant, is that for the past, you know, the better part of the last 20 years, I was always someone who rooted against Kobe Bryant. Right. You know, I was a, a Portland Trail Blazers fan in the 1990s and early 2000s when the Lakers were always the team that, you know, the Shaq and Kobe Lakers were the team that Portland could never overcome. Right. Um, one of my happiest 
NBA memories is actually the 2004 NBA Finals where Shaq and Kobe got upset by the Detroit Pistons. Right. That was one of the was biggest upsets. Yeah, that was a really good series. I always rooted for Tim Duncan and the Spurs to beat the Lakers. And then later, even though they never actually competed against each other, I always sided with LeBron a lot largely because he wasn't Kobe Bryant. Right. right? Because I feel like the NBA really tried to manufacture this LeBron-Kobe rivalry. And so you had to pick whether you were a LeBron or a Kobe stand. And so I always sided with LeBron James. And then, of course, there was the uh, 2008 NBA Finals between the Celtics and the Lakers that went seven games. That was one of the best uh, NBA Finals. Right, uh, central to the plot of Uncut Gems, just FYI. Oh, really? I haven't seen that yet. Oh, now I really want to see that movie. Actually, no, sorry. It, it's the Celtics series with the 76ers before the finals. Like the Eastern Conference finals? Yeah, exactly. Oh, interesting. Um, so let me, I just brought that up to say, like, most of my happiest basketball memories are when Kobe Bryant lost. Right. <laughs> Um, and like, I never liked his attitude on the court. Like his whole thing was, you know, he had the killer instinct and was the hyper competitive, uh, uh, had the hyper competitive drive and Mamba mentality, the Mamba mentality. And I never liked that. I always was more a LeBron guy who was just kind of happy. Even, you know, people gave LeBron a lot of shit because he didn't have that competitive, killer instinct right because you know it's just a game who gives a shit right so yeah so i never it's interesting right because like there was a whole shaq kobe like animosity right and america kind of sided with both i mean you know shaq is probably the most beloved Right. Human, like, man in the country, I would say. Yes. Top top five. Like, nobody dislikes Shaq. Exactly. You know? yeah. It's like, no one's like, oh, what do you think of Shaquille O'Neal? And they're like, oh, DJ Diesel? I love that guy. You know, like... <laughs> and, you know, I don't think that anybody would say that. Not... I think that that would not be the case about Kobe Bryant. For right. sure. And he but, liked it that way. Like, Kobe, like, that's kind of how Kobe wanted it. Right. Like, he fed off of that hatred and that animosity. Right. Yeah. Uh, but and but he kind of grew up, though, I feel like. I would agree with that. Uh, and kind of grew out of that, maybe. Especially from, you know, I, after he died, I was reading about him and watching YouTube videos. You know, he was his post-retirement persona. He was really developing. I think he was doing really good things for women's basketball. You know, really, one of the greatest tragedies is his daughter who died, honestly. But, like, I think Kobe was... Yes, yeah. But she was... He's leaving behind a wife and three other daughters. Yeah, and that's tragic also. Like, this is very, very sad. I don't want to... I don't want to cover up the fact at all that this is just incredibly sad yeah heartbreaking but yeah um but yeah no i was never just a kobe fan but i think he was gonna do a lot of good things for women's sports um in the future 
But we should still like we should not we we still need to mention that he was charged with sexual assault because right. otherwise this is how the victims of sexual assault get you know silenced. Like yeah. how dare well, you accuse this kilo? Yeah, and that's what happened to a reporter from the Washington Post right. who was herself a victim of sexual assault. Right. Uh, and she got suspended simply for posting an article that said that was just about the Kobe Bryant. Case. Was it from 2003 or 2004 also? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Like she didn't do anything wrong, I don't think. No, but don't she think got that. she got like serious death threats. And her job suspended her. And her job suspended. Although I suspect that that's probably like temporary. I, I suspect that that also. The, the other thing, though, that this, I mean, to lighten the mood, I guess, this, <laughs> this gave me a chance to look up other tragic celebrity deaths, including someone that we talk about often on this show, alien John Denver. Right. Who yeah. died in a uh, flying his own airplane. Right. Yeah. For frame of reference, I feel like Harrison Ford has crashed his own airplane like a hundred times and, and walked died away died. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. So. Man, but if I were a wealthy celebrity, I would avoid the personal airplane slash helicopter right. hobby. Well, also, it's like they were commuting to a game that was like yeah. in L.A., right? It wasn't like they were going far. No, they were not going far at all. Right. But, they were just like skipping traffic, basically. Yeah, and I guess this is something Kobe especially did often. And it was his helicopter that he bought from the state of Illinois. Re- really? Yeah, although he wasn't the pilot. Um, and I guess it was a fog, there was heavy fog that morning in California, which they believe would have contributed to the crash. Right, but the investigation's ongoing. Yes, yes. Um, so, so there's that. Sonny Bono died in a, a ski ski accident. Yeah. Uh, what band was it? Leonard Skinner who died in the plane crash. Yeah. Also, the Big Bopper and Buddy Holly. Right. The day the music died. The yeah. Music died. Also, plane crash. Plane crash. Um, but to go back to the question of dirtbag or no, like this, his sexual assault case is similar to the two, I mean, at least on the surface, is similar to, like, the Ben Roethlisberger sexual assault okay, yeah. cases. Yeah. Where, um, where the criminal charges were dropped and then civil suits settled outside of court. Which I so think... Like, mm-hmm. You know, Ben Roethlisberger is a hard enemy of the podcast. Like, yes. fuck that guy. Yeah. And I don't necessarily feel the same way about Kobe Bryant, but maybe I should, you know? Uh, right. And I, no, that's a good point. I, even though I enjoyed rooting against Kobe Bryant. Right. He does not have, yeah, he, and I guess, I don't know, this, this, sound, I, maybe we'll get some angry emails or something about this, but is it something about there was one episode and, he apologized without admitting guilt in a right. legal sense and then kind of moved on with his life and showed growth publicly. Right. As Roethlisberger maybe, A, has been, you know, there 
multiple times where this has come up, and whenever it comes up, he gets very defensive and um, mean, rude. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's probably that probably is it. Yeah. Um, and also, it was like he apologized. Like Kobe Bryant issued an apology the day the criminal case was dropped. Uh huh. Um, and it was before even the civil suit had begun. So oh. it was like, you know, it was very on top of it. Whereas Ben Roethlisberger has been like, let's let's lie him, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's it. But yeah. I just don't know. I mean, I guess there's a the redemption. I guess it's just a redemption thing. Yeah. Like, I guess, and maybe, uh, maybe that's an interesting point. Um, because I feel like Kobe himself didn't invest a lot into that redemption narrative. Right. Un- unlike, say, Tiger Woods, who I think really depends on his redemption narrative, which I find kind of disgusting. I don't like redemption narratives. Right. We've discussed well, also, that. like, Kobe didn't really, you know, he, as you said, was always, no, he was always kind of the bad guy, you know? Yeah. And leaned into that. Yeah. You know, whereas Tiger Woods with the megawatt smile, like, couldn't really be the bad guy. Yeah. I want to say one more thing, and then we should move on, uh, that I wanted to mention about Kobe is he his playing for the Los Angeles Lakers his entire career. Right. Uh, of, you know, almost 20 years. Um, that's not something you see in this day and age, really, in any sport. And he may be one of the last... Excuse me to do that. And he's beloved by the LA Waco fans in a way that he is not beloved, you know, outside of Los Angeles. Right. You know, way more than Shaq. Like Kobe Bryant is the ultimate Los Angeles Lakers, way more than Shaquille O'Neal. You know, more I guess than Magic Johnson? Probably not more than Magic Johnson. I would think. But close and that's also that's an interesting comparison of magic johnson who's always got a smile on his face versus scowling kobe bryant that's how i met i will always remember kobe bryant with that scowl on his face right yeah well Eh. anyway Anyway, rest in peace, Kobe. Yeah, R.I.P. Kobe and everyone else who died in that. Everyone else who was much less famous than him who died in that. Right. Baseball coach John Altobelli. Right. Yeah. And their children. And their children. And the pilot. Yeah. All right. We want to talk about baseball? Yeah, move. Bring bring it home. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah, let's. let's, (laughs) Stop thinking about uh, inevitable death for a minute. Right, mortality. Yeah. <laughs> and the arbitrary nature with which that it just strikes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the Cincinnati Reds, here we go, have added again to their lineup, signing former Detroit Tiger Nicholas Castellanos to a four-year, $64 million deal. In 2019, Castellanos had a batting average of two eighty nine. With 27 home runs and an OPS of 863. Not bad. The Reds have also signed Mike Moustakis and Shogo Akiyama this offseason, meaning that they have greatly improved the 
offensive output as they will bat alongside Joey Bardo and Eugenio Suarez, along with pitchers Trevor Bauer and Sonny Gray. With everything else that's been going on in the NL Central, i.e. a lot of chaos, it is a time to consider the Reds as contenders for the division crown in 2020. Uh, short answer, yes. Real quick aside, is this Nicholas... This ballpark is too big for me to hit home runs in, Castellanos? Yes. Is that, is yes. that the same guy? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this well, guy. Great American ballpark. This motherfucker taller. right here. Yeah, this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Complaining about blaming the ballpark for his ability to hit home runs. <sighs> anyway, uh, yeah, the Reds are going to be better this year. I still think that they're probably not the top of the heap in the NL Central. Like, unless the Cubs unpack quite a bit more than they have, unload quite a bit more than they already have, I feel like they're behind the Cubs, and I still feel like the Cardinals are the team to beat in the NL Central. I think you're right. The Pirates seem to be on a fire sale. What's going on with Milwaukee? Are they just kind of sitting pat right now? I think so. I'm not sure what they've done. I feel like they've done a couple things, but nothing major. Like, these are all those teams, like, you know, the Milwaukee is the team. They're like invented the starter. Like them and the and the Rays are always kind of playing under the radar. Yeah. Uh, and winning games in creative ways. So. Yeah. It's uh, they'll remain to be seen. But I feel like the, I feel like the Brewers. Like we talked about at the beginning of the year. I feel like the Brewers have unloaded a lot of people. Yeah. Without adding anybody. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think the division is up for grabs, depending on what the Cubs do, where Chris Bryant goes. I think that's going to be a huge impact. And then Nolan Arenado, he's still out. Well, he's not out there, but if he goes somewhere. Right. To St. Louis. If Nolan Arenado goes to St. Louis, watch out for the Cardinals. Nolan Arenado goes to the St. Louis, they'll probably win the World Series. Right. They'd be so good with yeah, uh, and that could change everything. Hey, who else is still out there on the free market? Anybody we need to pay attention to? Free agent market. I mean, I feel like there are, but nobody, no, uh, nobody with big names. I don't think. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> uh, keep an eye on the Reds. I think that if they could, you know. Get a little bit lucky if the Cubs take a, a you know slide back again. I would love it to see a competitive NL Central race down the wire, featuring the Big Red Machine. I'm, I got my fingers crossed. I'm just you know we'll be watching this for the next six weeks or so because I may be without Eli here. I may be the one who's got to jump on the Cincinnati Reds bandwagon. Right. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's got to. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. In fact, I may go out this week and make some Cincinnati chili. I was thinking about that. Right. Uh, I still haven't had it, but I'm going to. I'm going to soon. Yeah. There's a restaurant that's serving Cincinnati chili right now in Brooklyn, but they're making it out of duck. It doesn't sound very authentic. Huh. Yeah. Out of duck. You heard me. I'm trying to think if that would be really good or not good at all. <laughs> Mitch Moreland's still a free agent, apparently. 
Lucas ah. Duda. Um, let's see. Brian Dozier. Brock Holt. Jason Kipnis. Yolmer Sanchez. Oh, Yolmu. <laughs> he is boy. like, that's my boy. He's like less than zero in war. Uh, yeah. One, one more. One more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Pablo Sandoval. Yeah. Nobody really making you like jump out of your seat. Yeah, right? this is like a list of players by position and war uh-huh. and like nobody really with a high war is not signed right now right right kevin pilar is still yeah. out there he's a defensive upgrade basically for anybody cameron mabin hunter pence who's uh-huh. in a big name like five years ago right uh okay let's do the last headline and then okay. uh, Let's Moving cut. on. Yeah. Good luck to the Cincinnati Reds. May someday they... Oh, did we talk about that guy talking shit about Cincinnati Chili? No. Who was talking Joe, about Cincinnati? Joe Burrow? Oh, yeah. For the LSU Tigers. For the Tigers, yeah. Yeah, because he's from Ohio. Right. He won the national championship and right. then sent out a tweet that said... And, you know, Cincinnati has the number one pick in the draft and they need a quarterback. So the speculation is that he's going to end up in Cincinnati playing for the Bengals. Right. Because he's the top quarterback prospect. And he sent a tweet out after he won the national championship saying that Cincinnati Chili was gross and horrible. <laughs> Just trying so anyway, not... Fuck Joe Burrow. Is all I'm fuck you, Joe Burrow. <laughs> fuck you, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Uh, and he is going to have a just short and miserable career in Cincinnati. That's my guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like right. another college quarterback not to live up to his potential in the pros. Exactly. Because they all um, get drafted by terrible teams and then placed behind terrible offensive lines. Right. And then, they've all got busted knees by their second year in the NFL. <laughs> Right, and like shattered, like they all have PTSD. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, everyone's so much bigger than they were in college. Yeah, it's it's terrible. (laughs) Like if I were quarterback, I'd be like, please draft me 13th. Please draft me 13th. Yeah, second round. Second round. Maybe ride the pine behind Aaron Rodgers for three or four years. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> you don't want to go to Cincinnati or like the Miami Dolphins or some shit like that. Oh Miserable. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we got to move on to the final highlight. But I yeah. just felt like I should bring that up because yeah. that, you know, guy's not doing himself any favors, you know? True. Anyway, here's one near and dear to our hearts here at Dump on the Up. And it has to do with robo umpires. Hey! Robo-umps are coming to Major League Baseball. MLB commissioner and number one on Bernie Sanders' kill list, Rob Manfred. <laughs> Rob Man- Wait, his name is Rob 
Man. Fred. Fred. Gotcha. Yeah. Rob Manfred. <laughs> Which it sounds like a name that an alien would make up when they're like, what's your name? And he's trying to like blend in. And he's like, read some books or something. <laughs> My name is Rob Manfred. <laughs> Okay, sorry, go on. Um, oh, twist! Rob Manfred is himself a robot. Right. Yes. I like to think that he has, a, like, when he gets wet. Did we talk about this already? I don't know, probably. I like to think that his, like, when he gets drunk and he just gets really belligerent and goes by Bob. Right. Bob no. Manfred. Our last joke was like. Our last joke was that his brother Bob is the brother that he has to like keep hidden from the media because oh, right. Bob is like a saxophone playing cocaine dealer. Right. Yeah. You know, I like that he just like he get he has like five or six drinks and then he like puts on a Kangol hat and becomes <laughs> like Bob Manfred. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's like always trying to get people to like race him on a motorcycle or something. Yeah. So, Speedboat racing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're like, no, Bob. You gotta go to work tomorrow. Yeah. So do you, technically. <laughs> anyway, Rob Manfred uh, announced that Major League Baseball will be testing out so-called robot umpires during this year's spring training. The system used is a series of cameras to call balls and strikes rather than the current fat man with anger issues and an enlarged <laughs> prostate system. The system works by evaluating each pitch, deciding whether or not it's a ball or a strike, and then communicating that information to the flesh bag who still is sweating and farting behind the plate and hopefully blissfully right. unaware that he has become obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> Robot umpires also feature a central role in the upcoming Dump on the Ump steampunk novel uh, named TBD. Uh, question. Do you think Bernie Sanders will come to the rescue of the umpires in the face of this new threat to their very existence? Well, yeah. You know, Bernie's a union. Right. And the umps are union, unionized, so Bernie's got to stand up for the umps. Right. He's already stood up for minor league baseball in Burlington, Vermont. Right. He's, and Iowa, coincidentally. And Iowa, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next, he's got to go find some AAA team in Manchester, New Hampshire, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, the other thing, though, about the robo umps, the, the, the fact that the human umps are still physically going to be there is fucking hilarious. And I read about this, I believe I mentioned it on the podcast a couple of months ago, that a guy in a minor league team, a coach in a minor league team, got ejected for arguing with the robo-up. Amazing. <laughs> so robo-up made the call. The up did, you know, I think it was a strikeout, and the manager comes out and argues with him and gets ejected. Right. So and the human up is like, what do you want me to do, bro? <laughs> like... That's that's my favorite part. So as long as we still have shit like that, I'm a, yeah. I'm less opposed to the uh, rise of the machines in Major League Baseball. Right. So I think that the human umps probably are still there to call like plays at the plate and yeah. whatnot. Yeah. Um, One question I have: 
What about check swings? Who's going to call check swings? Probably the um, the plate. The post post baseman. Well, the the, third base, the third base umpire, the first base umpire. Yeah. Because that's an interesting one where that's a very actually subjective call. Where I did you read about this? We might have talked about it. There's no actual uh, part of the rule book that states what a check swing is. Right. It's, it's all very, very subjective. You just so, know it when you see it. And you just like pornography. Right. And so right. It, you're like, is this tasteful? No. Do I like it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, which is really why if Major League Baseball was thinking straight, they would have the new robo um sponsored by Pornhub.com. Right. And then they would just project pornography in between. Pornhub presents the dump on the um presents robot umpires. Robot umpires. The on robot Fox. umpire bowl of South of New Mexico. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. I mean, like, we're not getting rid of human ups. And and I guess my question is, you know, I love the tradition. I want there to still be arguing. I still want umpires to throw people out. You know, kicking dirt is the most American part of baseball. Yeah. I no, guess, I agree. Yeah. And But it's like, it is interesting, because at a certain point, like, the umpires are so much more powerless than they used to be. Like right. even 10 years ago. Right. And like 10 years from now, what are they actually going to be doing? And like, because it won't be making calls. Right. So are they still going to be like, are they, is it going to become like they're actors and they're on the stage and they have like orchestrated things right. that they do? Or are they just <laughs> going to be, because they're going to be, obsolete they're becoming obsolete like like the english monarchy right like the english monarchy yeah or like uber drivers or like coal miners you know like all of this stuff um right. you know are you computers that- are coming for our jobs and then like everyone's gonna point to that what's that guy who everyone hates already who's like the latin umpire They'd be like, that guy's oh, yeah. jobs, you know? Angel, like, Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez, yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Angel Hernandez. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's objectively terrible he's at his job, yeah. but he's about to become like a like a alt-right scapegoat yeah. for like umpires losing their jobs. <laughs> Blame <laughs> the immigrants. Blame the immigrants. Oh, that makes me really sad. Yep. Yeah. And it's I like, the robots. Yeah. I like the idea of the umpires becoming purely ceremonial. Like, right. they have all the gear, but in the future, nobody remembers why they have chest plates yeah. with masks on. Right. And just, like, if a, if a manager wants to go home early, he has to run onto the field and, like, kick dirt on this umpire. <laughs> but nobody knows why. <laughs> right. But nobody really knows why. Yeah, <laughs> it's just what you got to do if you like want to go home. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. Good. Um, what else do we need to talk about? We're over time as usual. Yeah. No, I think that's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, if anyone has any ideas for a robo steampunk yes. baseball novel, 
tweeted at us. Yeah, we have started our novel, and Robo Up are definitely going to be a part of it. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. For Sam, my name is Joel. Uh, been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Listen to us on Apple iTunes. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also check us out. Spotify, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter. Um, yeah. Oh, and guess what we did not talk about? Uh, oh, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. And <laughs> <laughs> eh, like the Super Bowls this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Super Bowl this week. Uh, we could maybe that would be our B block. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about it in the B block. <laughs> I really don't have anything to say about that. Right. <laughs> Two teams are gonna play against each other. Yeah, in Miami. In Miami. Yeah. Um, hopefully there won't be a click game. Right. Yeah. Wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Sam, my name is Joel. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow. I caught a ride with Johnson Mary, now we're gonna cut his hair. It takes more time to make a break. We now swim down in the lake and wash the dirt off our intentions. Proud of all the time having made